Hello again, um, episode two. So on my first episode, I talked a little bit about being single and pregnant. And it was more like an introduction of why I'm doing this, which is um, something I've been wanting to do forever, to share my experience and to engage and talk to people that are going through similar things. And, um, and I wanted to continue on a little bit more on on that those seven months where I was pregnant and single um, and how I managed to get through it and and be okay with it all um, and yeah so basically um, after realizing that yeah okay I am most certainly pregnant um, this little baby is healthy inside of me I found out I was having a little girl. Um, I went to that scan alone. Um, every time I went for a scan, actually, it was really hard not to burst into tears. Just the, just the going into it alone, not having the person holding your hand. So that those were difficult moments. Um, but as soon as I would look at that screen and see that little jelly bean inside of me or, you know, whatever fruit size the baby was at the time, uh, my my heart was full and I just kept on holding on to those feelings of, you know, I'm going to become a mother, I'm going to have this little thing to look for, look after, I am, um, you know, a whole new world is about to start. I bet all of you guys went there. If you didn't, I did. A whole new world. So I was um I was just going from one thing to the next. But I was I was doing okay, right? So um at the beginning it was more like, okay, how do I do this? How 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 does this work? In between it all, I was um at the beginning, the first maybe five months of pregnancy, um, six months maybe, I was still traveling a lot from New Zealand to Australia, working. My company is um, based in Australia, so they would send me around. So I, w- I was living a hotel life, which was quite interesting because, you know, when you're pregnant, you can't really eat many things. Like, pretty much everything is off the cards. And I happen to be um vegan um moving on to vegetarian at the time because it was really hard to eat vegan and get enough calories so that's my excuse at least so I'll just hold on to that for the time being so I don't feel too guilty so yeah vegetarian let's stick to that um so I was living the hotel life but um keeping busy and one thing I did try to do um, was being mindful of my mental health because I was going through something so hard um, and everybody was like, oh my goodness, Sila, this is so hard. How, you know, we're here for you. And, and, and I kept on looking at them, talking to me and I was like sympathetic towards their feelings, but I was like, I'm okay. You know, I can do this. And I kept on believing in myself, but I was mindful that maybe they're right, maybe I really need to be careful, this is going to be really hard, and that was coming from mom, so maybe I should have paid a lot of attention to what they were trying to say, I understand a lot better now, by the way, what they were trying to warn me about, 
But on those first months, I made sure to look after my mental health. And one of the ways to do that is exercising and staying active. Um, I happen to go to CrossFit and I've been doing it for many years. Um, I'm not a hardcore CrossFitter in any way. Um, I do my once or twice a week. I used to go a little bit more frequently than that, but um, my once or twice a week kept me sane. Obviously, I scaled right down to just being there. It was my little social moment. Um, I would just go in and, you know, do, you know, like squats and <laughs> little things that I could do. Nothing too extreme, but I kept my heart rate on check, like wouldn't go, wouldn't get too hot or go, you know, let my heart go too high, you know, you know, I, I looked after myself, but I found that doing that one thing for myself, me as an individual, um, kept me sane in a way and kept me feeling okay. So those endorphins definitely, most certainly help. Also, when I was away in Australia, I would go for walks. I would just find an excuse to go for a walk, like find something delicious that I wanted to eat and it was far away. And I'll get myself there walking and back um, and, and always keep active somehow. At least once a day for around half an hour or an hour, I'll try and do something. Don't get me wrong, I can get pretty lazy and just love just lying on the couch and watching TV series until the day is gone or the week is gone. I also do that. I do listen to my body when my body is struggling or if I'm not feeling great. I do allow myself to relax, but I also am mindful of my, um, my, my mental health. And so I do try and, and come back to those things when things are starting to feel bad. And it's quite amazing talking about that. Um, so when you're going through a moment that it is hard, or a phase, or a journey, I would call this a journey more than a phase, where it is hard, um, there are those moments that will crush you, you know, like the, the scans, or just looking at families walking by, you know, the mom and the dad holding a pram and going through a walk on the beach and smiling, holding their lattes in the sunshine. It's like, those moments kind of crush you. You're trying to be happy for them, but you realize that that ain't happening to you, sweetheart. So, you know, um, be strong and, 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 and be grateful and that you are alive and you're okay. And so I, I did try to do those things. And the other little thing is, I did self-indulge in a lot of yummy food, but I also had all my nutrients to make sure that my brain and my body were taking along. Oh, what I was saying before is one thing that happens when you stop those things, stop checking in with yourself, you don't realize, but you start feeling loomy, you start feeling achy, you start feeling sad. It's like a dark cloud comes over you when you stop exercising and eating healthy. And that cloud doesn't go away until you stand up and shake it off and say, I'm going for a walk. Um, even if it's going for a walk to eat something, I mean, at least you're getting out, getting some fresh air. Um, you're doing something, you're looking forward to something. And those things keep your, your mind and body ticking. So one of the things that I did when I was pregnant, I, I was living under this family's 
um, home in this little one bedroom little unit. It looked like a boat shack. It was really quite cute. It was fully furnished and it it it, it was kind of slopey and and um funny shaped. It was a long little little unit. Um and it felt like you're in a boat. <laughs> it was really quite cute. I actually enjoyed living there. And it was a, a few meters away from the beach. And on the beach next door to it, you had to go up a hill and then down some some steep stairway um to get to the next beach or you go through the rocks depending on the tide. And there was every Sunday there was um a market, Sunday markets. So every Sunday I would get my little dog. Oh yes. Um introducing Peppa Piglet, my little schnauzer. She's been with me for five years. I'm just looking at her lying on my bed right now. She's so beautiful, so fluffy. Oh hi Peppa. Mm, I love you. Yeah, so I'll get Peppa and I would just go. It was quite a bit of exercise, but I went faster. So Every time I went there, obviously the end goal was to buy something, either clothes or an antique or something, but also getting a coffee and a cake at the coffee shops. And so every Sunday I knew I was looking forward to that. So tiny little things to look forward to really help, whatever that is. If it is um, sitting down on the couch on Saturday afternoon to watch an episode of something, eating your favorite something. It sounds so simple, but my goodness, like it helps. I used to love doing that. I would get this, oh yeah, here's the thing. When I was pregnant, I could handle spicy food like I was born in Vietnam. Like... (laughs) I just could eat as spicy as it comes and it was fine, which is crazy, right? Um, I wasn't like that before pregnancy. So I would get this spicy jalapeno pops and I would put it in the oven and I would sit on the couch and have them um, and watch something on TV and that would be me for a few hours and I just love that. So finding those little things that make your you know your soul smile like just 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 do that even if you have to write it down um you know on saturday i'm doing this on sunday i'm doing that um after i finish work i'm doing to do this whatever it is make sure you have those little things it's a huge help so belly kept on growing um and i started getting quite not big actually I was quite compact in a way but obviously I put on a lot of weight right um but um I was enjoying it I was um I was actually thinking someone actually told me to do this someone told me a mom of four told me it's all little phases everything comes and goes everything changes really quickly so whatever stage you're at enjoy it and treasure it, it's going to go. And you might never experience that ever again in your life. So I was actually trying to really enjoy those milestones. So I would measure my tummy or I would go to see my midwife and and I really treasured those moments. I said, okay, this is it. It's a once in a lifetime and enjoy it. So taking photos of your belly and, you know, keeping a record of the changes um, writing, writing it down for your baby, all those things are pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm making it sound like it's like a walk on the park and it's just not, but 
So those were little things that really helped me. And I, I wanted to share that with you because if you are pregnant and you are single, um, maybe, maybe give it a try. It might help you as well. It certainly helped me. Um, just want to quickly brush through the loneliness side of it in terms of romantic loneliness. Um, that is quite hard. Like, like you start craving a certain type of connection that you may never have, have had before or you had and you lost it. And so your brain really does take you back to those, um, to those thoughts of, oh my goodness, I wish I had that back, or oh my goodness, I want this, or I miss that person, or the other one, or I want someone like this. And it is really hard. The hormones really play a part in this, or I don't know, biology or evolution, I don't know. You you really sit down and you're like, wow, I, I, I really must find someone to share this with. This is, this is not supposed to be like this, you know? Like, I've seen in the movies, like, you go through pregnancy with an amazing partner, someone that supports you, and, and it's right there, and you feel quite lonely in that sense. Um, you miss someone hugging you, cuddling you, um, you know, putting, giving your belly a kiss, and, and sharing the, you know, your breasts getting larger, at least, something like that, sharing anything with anyone. I remember telling my girlfriend, like, look, my boobs are huge, and she was like, oh, yeah, cool. It's just not the same reaction you would get from a boyfriend, right? Or a partner or a husband. So, yeah, so that was hard. The loneliness part of it, it's tricky. I did miss um, everything, you know, not only the cuddles and the companionship and sharing the moments, but, you know, sex as well and intimacy, intimacy more than anything else. Just someone to kiss and cuddle and just, you know, hop in bed with and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so on that subject, I just wanted to share you guys, share with you guys that I just want to add some perspective to that, which also helped me was some couples that when they get pregnant, they really have a hard time. Um, the female goes through all these crazy changes and start planning and reading and organizing themselves and doing all these amazing things to get ready for baby while dads just carry on like normal life. And I know they freak some women the hell out. Like They're like, we're having a baby in four months and you haven't even started painting the baby's room. And, you know, the arguments come and, and things get tough. And I've seen a lot of relationships um struggling and falling apart and the females actually um having a lot of anxiety and and a hard time um having to deal with those expectations and and those relationship hurdles that um that are there and can happen when you do get pregnant and things get tough so I didn't have that problem I didn't have anybody to nag and I didn't have anybody to 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 disappoint me so in that sense I was pretty cool so it was me and my research and my little moments and the things I looked forward to, my exercise, my friends, my rules. Um, I planned everything by myself and it was fantastic in that sense. So so there is a positive in it. <laughs> a few positives, a few negatives. But, you know, I always try to look, um, look at the positives and there was definitely one. So didn't have any relationship issues while pregnant. Um, so that was good. Great. So finishing up this episode, I just wanted to say that, yes, going back to that one advice, 
is many, 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 many women have done this before with a horrible partner, with a great partner, alone, not alone, in abusive relationships. We are moms. We, we have this instinctive thing and we can do this and we can be great parents or we can just make it work, make it happen. Um, we just need to look after our mental health and ourselves and... The advice that I follow and it helps me a lot to this day and it will help me through my life, it's all about little phases. So if you're pregnant at seven months and you're feeling sick, it's a little phase. Soon you're not going to feel sick. And, you know, if you crave spicy food and you can eat the spiciest of the chilies in the universe... That's awesome. Enjoy it. It's just a little phase. I can tell you that. I can't eat spicy anymore. Um, enjoy the little phases. They are going to go. It's just another hill or, you know, a little mountain you have to climb over and you are going to see the other side of it. So don't get too stuck in it. It's all temporary. Just get through it however you can. And and that's it. That is it. Um, on So this is pretty much it. I will stop here at a point where um, I convinced my mama to come and stay four months with me in New Zealand. Um, she will arrive or she arrived a month before Mia was born and she stayed over until Mia turned three months old. That was a miracle because Mia mama is amazing. Stella, my mom, is everything to me. So I'll stop over here when I was eight months pregnant, sorry, yeah, eight months pregnant, just about um, to go to the airport and pick up my mama. And oh my gosh, I looked forward to that for like seven months. <laughs> so i um, very excited about that. And I'll share, share it with you because it, it, it was the turning point. It was what I saw and what I experienced and and what happened in those four months were life-changing to say the least. It, it was unbelievable. So yeah, so bye for now. This was a long one and um, I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>